Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Previously on In the President's Service. A man walked into my place and handed me a note. And they didn't talk to me. Why do you suppose they didn't speak? I want a get out of jail card for opening up this can. Allison, thank God you're safe. Barton's tongue had been cut out. Allison, you're coming with me. I don't want you to be alone. I always liked Babe Ruth. Sending the babe to the Yankees was the worst trade ever. What do you think's gonna happen to that guy? I don't know and I don't care. We just got $10,000 richer. That's good enough for me. Based on The Dark Pool, the second book in the series by best-selling author Ace Collins, the Long Highway Players proudly present In the President's Service, Episode 12, Reggie Redux. The Meeker sisters have caught a flight for St. Louis. Neither one of them had said much to one another since Helen rescued Allison the previous day. Allison finally breaks the silence when the plane is airborne. Okay, Helen. Why did you want me to come to New York with you? Why can't I go back to school? I can't really tell you very much. Okay. It's part of your job, I guess. But what happened at the park when those men took us has something to do with it, right? Yes, it does. Do you know who they were? Hired thugs from Cleveland. The one who lived couldn't talk, but he wrote some stuff down for Wheeler and Campbell. He had no idea what the purpose was. It was all about a paycheck for them. (sighs) He told me that after the deadline passed, he would have set you free, but I didn't believe him. You could have identified them to the feds, so whoever hired them probably would have ordered them to kill you if things hadn't worked out the way they did. Not a very cheery thought. That's the world we live in, sweetie. Especially these days. Human life is as cheap right now as it's ever been. People are trading lives like Barker's trade stocks on Wall Street. And with a lot less thought. Hello, Helen. Nice to see you again. Hello, Roxanne. I didn't know you were on this flight. Yeah, it's my last run before I get a few days off. Roxanne, this is my sister, Allison. She's coming to New York with me. Hello, Allison. Hi, Roxanne. Thanks for taking care of us. Helen, the pilot just got a radio message. There will be a military plane in St. Louis for you two. A man will meet you at the airport gate and take you over to your New York flight. Great. Thanks for telling us. My pleasure. Would you ladies like anything to drink? Not for me. Thanks. I think we're fine, Roxanne. Okay, then. Have a nice flight, ladies. Helen, can you tell me anything else about the men who kidnapped us? Just that he and his partner had agreed to be made mute so they could get jobs from whoever was behind it all. They each got $25,000 in exchange for having their tongues cut out. They didn't even know where the surgery was performed. They were blindfolded the entire time. Who in their right mind would let someone take their voice away? If you think about it, it happens all the time. But usually the people who let someone take their voices can still talk. They just stopped doing it. You lost me there. 
I guess what I mean is that if you don't think for yourself, then your words are just a reflection of what other people tell you. It's not you talking anymore. That's what happened in Germany. The people listened to Hitler and they ate up everything he told them. Let him call the shots in their minds. So the ideas they say, they embrace. The words they keep saying are just directives placed in their minds and spewed out of their mouths. Not really their own genuine thoughts. They might as well have their tongues cut out because they've given up their own truth. Am I making sense here? Helen, all I wanted to know was why someone would allow someone else to cut out their tongue. Didn't need a deep philosophical treatise. Okay, okay. But please promise me you won't be as gullible as they were. You've got to find out what all sides think about an issue and then make up your mind, not just go by what sounds good. You're worried about Henry, aren't you? Is it that obvious? You don't go on like that unless you're either really distracted or really passionate about something. And maybe it's both. I'm scared to death, Allison. If he dies, I'll never forgive myself for not telling him how I feel about him. I get it, Helen. When we find him, are you going to be honest about your feelings? I hope so, Allison. I really hope so. Agent Clay Barnes and his prisoner, Reggie Fister, are waiting for the FBI to pick Fister up and take him back to Washington for questioning. Fister remains defiant as they stand in the parking lot of the Albany FBI office, handcuffed together. Colonel Fister, you still have some time to tell me what I need to know. The FBI is going to be much less gentle than we were here, and they'll be here any minute. Your facade isn't going to last forever. Oh, I think it's your facade that's about to collapse. Mine is still pretty strong, especially since you still don't know where our two friends are. You Americans are pretty sentimental when it comes to human life, aren't you? I doubt you'll let Allison Mika or Henry Reese die just to keep me in custody. You sure about that, Reggie? Have I a surprise for you? And what might that be, my dear Agent Barnes? Allison was freed earlier this morning, and we have one of the two men who snatched her. The other one's dead. You're bluffing. No, I'm not. Ah, well, even if you do have him, he'll never talk. (laughs) Well, obviously not. His tongue was cut out, but he's pretty prolific with a pencil. The FBI agent in Little Rock was even impressed with the guy's spelling. Well, I still know where Reese is, and you don't. Well, several bodies were found in the rubble of the Lord's Rest. He was there when it went up. Henry and I were good friends. I hated to lose him, but at least he died doing what he loved. Irrelevant. They were just diversions, and the man you caught can't give you anything you need. We have you. Allison is alive, and Reese died for his country. Game, set, match. You Agent Barnes? Secret Service? Yes, that's me. Here's the cargo you were picking up. Let me just get myself out of this end of the handcuffs. There. He's all yours, gentlemen. Right. Here's your receipt for the transfer. Take him, boys. Get moving, you. Oh, Reggie? One more thing. Nigel Andrews is doing fine. Your shot missed all vital organs. Have a nice trip. There's one last piece of garbage we have to deal with. Hello, Agent Barnes. I came in through the back. 
Miss Meeker. Am I too late to see Fister off? Afraid so. He's headed into a hole so dark he might never see the sky again. Too bad. I had a couple of questions I wanted to ask him. He wouldn't have given you a straight answer. I know that from experience. But I did shake him up a little when I told him he'd lost his two pieces of leverage. You mean you found Henry? No. But I let Reggie think his body was discovered in the ashes of that old house. How are they transporting Fister? He'll love this. He's going by freight train, locked in a boxcar. Ironic, huh? All the innocent people the Nazis sent to their deaths that way, and now a Nazi meets his fate using the same transportation. Well, I'm heading back to Washington on Highway 9. Maybe I'll wave at the train as I drive by. Helen, you ought to take a day off. You look like you haven't slept in a week. No days off until we find Henry. I was afraid you'd say that. How's your sister? She's okay. I'm planning to keep her close by until we get this mess cleared up. Don't want to give the bad guys a chance to get after her. Good thinking. I'm sure you can find something for her to do at the White House. Can't get much safer than that. Good idea. I'll look into that when I get back to Washington. Well, goodbye, Agent Barnes. Thanks for all your help. Just doing my job, Miss Meeker. Drive safely. It is a cool, clear night. Helen and Allison Meeker are driving back to Washington, D.C. With Helen at the wheel, Allison is trying to find a music station on the radio. I know that song, but I don't recognize the singer. Do you know who he is? You really don't know that dreamy guy who sings night and day? Should I? Do you remember I'll Never Smile Again by Tommy Dorsey? Of course! I love that song. This guy was their singer on that record. He sang with Harry James for a while, too. The girls all think he's dreamy. Dreamy? Yeah. His name is Frank Sinatra. He's what's buzzing now. Buzzing? I mean, he's been on the radio a lot these past few weeks. He's, uh, setting the trends. If you say so. <laughs> really, Helen, you have to catch up on the lingo. Get to know the glitterati. Glitterati? The people who are grabbing the spotlight and making waves. I can't believe you don't know that. So are there other glitterati you like to listen to? Gosh, yes. Freddie Martin, Glenn Miller, Sammy Kay, Benny Goodman. If it swings, I'm with it. Sounds like I might have to buy some new records. Helen! What's wrong? There's something going on up ahead. Look at all those cops. Highway Patrol 2. What are they doing? Looks like they're searching all the cars headed in this direction. Searching for what? I don't know. Hand me my purse. If I've already got my ID out, maybe we can get through this quicker. Evening, ladies. Sorry for the delay. What's going on? A train derailed just ahead. The feds had a prisoner in one of the cars and he escaped. We're looking for him. <gasps> Identification, please. Uh, yeah, here. Was the prisoner's name Fister by any chance? Well, they didn't give us a name, just a description. Does the description include a bandage on the man's right hand? Well, how did you know? I'm on the team that's been working the case. You... Holy cow, you work for the president. Didn't see that on your ID until now. Yes. I know the escaped prisoner probably better than any of the FBI agents here. 
Here's your ID back. I'll get on the radio and tell them you're here. Helen, what's going on? The man who escaped from that train is the reason you were kidnapped. And he... he's out there? Looks like it. What are we gonna do? Ms. Meeker, about a mile up the road, there's a two-story red brick home just off the highway. That's the temporary command center. I told the troopers to let you through. Thanks, officer. Helen, are you doing what I think you're doing? It's my job, Allison, and I'm going to see it through. Okay, Allison, I want you to go inside with me, but you need to be quiet. Just follow me and stay out of the way. Got it. Over here, Miss Meeker. Agent Barnes, you made good time getting here. This must be your sister. Pleased to meet you, Allison. I'm Clay Barnes, Secret Service. Thank you, Agent Barnes. Thank you for all you did to get me away from the kidnappers. Just doing my job, ma'am. Agent Barnes, what happened with the train? The rails were disconnected in a spot in the middle of the woods. About 20 cars ended up on their sides. The engineer and three firemen didn't make it. What about Fister? The car where he was sitting was near the back of the train, so it didn't turn over. As soon as one of the FBI agents opened the door, someone tossed in some sort of gas grenade. Before anyone knew it happened, Fister was gone. How can I help? You can identify Fister. It would really help if you could go with one of the teams and look through the houses in the wooded area. Absolutely. Should Allison stay in the car? No. She can stay in the house with me. It's the Situation Headquarters, so she'll be safe there. You mean you're not joining the search? The FBI doesn't want Secret Service involved. Anyway, I'll take care of Allison. You go to the back of the house. Eugene Tyler's team is getting ready to take off. All right. Allison, you stay with Agent Barnes here. Don't do anything without his say. Anything. Okay, okay. I'll be a good girl. Agent Barnes, Clay, please take good care of her. You can count on it, Miss Meeker. You have been listening to episode 12 from In the President's Service. Our story was adapted for podcasts by Michael Messner, who also directed this production. Performers included Allison Johnson, Andrew Sargent, Art Shingler, Chris Phipps, Gary Clausen, Lance Rodriguez, Lindsay Morgan, Max Sullivan, Michael Tucker, Nancy Moran, Rachel Miller, Riley Hunsaker, Scott Holsclaw, and Steph Garcia. Also appearing were the author and the director. Theme music by Alex Productions Creative Commons. The executive producer was Nancy Messner. This is Laura Brandt. Thank you for listening. 